Hello again and welcome back to another week of my podcast, Hectic and Holistic. We've all seen it and most of us have probably experienced it or fallen for it at some point or another. Today I'm talking about greenwashing, what it is, why is it so bad and what we as consumers can do about it. I'm sure many of us have heard of the term greenwashing and maybe a few brands even spring to mind, but what exactly is it? Greenwashing is when a company intentionally misleads its consumers into thinking that they're more environmentally friendly than they actually are. A lot of the time this is done without telling a lie, but instead businesses are just overly vague and use terms that don't really have official definitions. And if you're like me, you've probably chosen to spend a little bit more money on something because it is that little bit better for the planet. So the idea that it's all just a lie is completely preposterous. And this whole offsetting malarkey is just essentially a way to give large companies an excuse to keep polluting the planet. For example, instead of changing anything about the way a company operates, all they need to do is send money to a company that plants trees, for instance. And Lord knows whether that money actually ends up fulfilling its intended purpose. Maybe it just goes into the pocket of Mr. Tree Grower, charity, owner, person, thing. So some other examples of greenwashing include overstating claims of being green. So, for example, the lovely oat milk brand Oatly that I'm sure we all know and love if we love our oat milk, um, reportedly had an ad campaign banned that stated, climate experts say cutting dairy and meat products from our diets is the single biggest lifestyle change we can make to reduce our environmental impact. And while this is likely to have some truth to it, knowing what we know about meat consumption, consumption and the environment Um, when the ASA that's the advertising standards agency that we have here in the UK when they investigated it they found it was actually only one scientist that said this and he had claimed that it was probably true so they kind of stretched the truth a little bit there to their own opinion now another version is applying labels with no legal definition So labels such as sustainable, conscious, eco-friendly don't actually have any legal definition and there's no requirement to be able to use those terms. So in 2010, H&M launched their Conscious Collection, claiming that customers could look good and feel good through purchasing a line that they claimed was sustainable and used organic cotton. However, because buzzwords such as eco-friendly, sustainable, as I mentioned earlier, don't have any real definitions or requirements, H&M came under fire for being too vague in their statements. Now, I do want to caveat this by saying that I've had a look at their website and they seem to be doing a better job taking sustainability seriously and their responsibilities more seriously. Um, Although I have to say they actually could have made their reports a little bit easier to understand and included less jargon in it because some of it had no idea what they were talking about. But I have to say they really did themselves a disservice in the early days of their conscious brand. And ironically, it's going to take them a while to win their truly conscious customers back. Now, these are only two examples of greenwashing. But if you look at Google, the results are really shocking. The great thing is that eventually businesses seem to be held accountable for it. The issue with greenwashing is that these businesses lay obstacles in the path to ensuring a habitable and sustainable planet for our future saving the earth on which we live and our children and our grandchildren are going to live. On the UN website, it states, by misleading the public to believe that a company or other entity is doing more to protect the environment than it actually is, greenwashing promotes false solutions to the climate crisis that distract from and delay concrete and credible action. So what can we do about it? Firstly, I just want to say, don't lose faith. There are going to be obstacles, there are going to be Goliaths to our Davids and large organisations that just don't give a crap. 
We just have to stick to our guns and keep pursuing what we believe in. I actually Googled what can be done about greenwashing as a consumer and the first result was call them and tell them that you're not going to buy their services unless they change, which I find really funny. Um, hello, hello, this is, uh, is this BP? Yep, yeah, this is Vanessa. I'm just calling to let you know that I'm not going to be buying your petrol until you decide to clear up the oceans. I mean, it might, it might work if there's enough of you guys, but I'm just saying don't expect anything. Um, by all means, do it though. Luckily, most large companies are in the spotlight and being held to a higher standard these days, although a few actually get away with murder. The main thing is to just be aware and keep an eye out, stay educated on greenwashing and keep an eye on the main culprits, have them in your head. Anyway, that is all from me. Um, it is a short one this week. It is, I've left this very, very late. So next week I promise to be better, but hopefully it's short and sweet. You let me know. Um, let me know what you think. And as ever, rate, review, subscribe. I've been asking people to like these podcasts like an idiot, not realising that I don't, I don't think that's a thing you can do anymore, is it? Um, but yeah, let me know what you think, if you have any discussion points on greenwashing. And until next week, see you later. Bye.